0: like
1: four cats it's
0: pretty strange
1: but (laughs) see like this is the thing is like ever since living in Japan like I can't look at Japanese things the same way as I did before living in Japan and so now it's like I look at June's kitchen and all I see is every single every time I met a Japanese man who was married to a, a western woman or a western man married to a Japanese woman they were the same thing awkward like, it was just like, they just, they were just way too into one of the other cultures. Like, if, if it was a, West, if a Japanese man married to a Western woman, he was really into American culture. If it was a Western man into a Japanese woman, they were really into Japanese culture. So, just... I like a baseball.
2: <laughs>
1: now, so, you should Matt, remember from Dennis Frost. Yeah, that, that's not the, that's not the technical know. word for baseball Japanese. Right. but we'll on that. I remember. Track. How
3: many Japanese men did you meet while you lived in Japan? I am curious. Four. All right, so. <laughs> Thanks, Justin.
2: Right. Are we starting? Yeah. What? <laughs> My mic's all the
3: way over here. It's cool. I wanted to ask Matt how many Japanese men that he had met. As we all know the samurai and their vassals and servants like to engage in many activities together. So, bravo, Matt. Brave. X
1: is greater than one, at least. So very
3: brave of you. I tried. All right. Anybody have any news they want to bring up? Because I don't.
1: Yeah. Did you guys see the casting for the uh, Transformer spin-off movie? The Transformer spin-off movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's news. <laughs> uh, that was also my reaction. When I heard this too. Uh, so it is all from is a, set in the 1980s. Nope. It is starring John Cena as a mechanic. Oh my. I'm and, in already. <laughs> and, it's great. and it is I I'm, I'm totally spacing on the the name of the transformer. The yellow one. The Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Why did I forget that? Uh and he goes back to his original form of a Volkswagen Beetle. So we don't know what John Cena's role in this movie is yet. He's just listed as being the first well, casting choice was
2: Bumblebee already on the planet at that time in like the was, current. Channel? Apparently,
1: apparently, what happens is is that the girl from, the girl playing the main character, is like working at a at a gas station, and she b- goes to a junkyard and gets Bumblebee.
2: That's usually how it works out. Yeah. Wow.
1: So. Creative. Yeah. So awesome. it's pretty much. So does first she die pre- off
2: before Shia LaBeouf gets her, or him, whatever?
1: I don't know, but I feel like they're gonna retcon the latest Transformers because we saw the entire family history of the uh, family and The Wit The Wit thank you. And uh, That was WitWiki.
0: But that's, that's the this, family's like, that's name.
1: No no WitWiki is the fan fan uh, Wikipedia page for the movies, is WitWiki. Oh. Witwicky is
0: the, yeah, the kids, his family's name, but they're all Witwickens.
2: Oh, okay. This is like the Americanized, like, well, we can't spell your name at Ellis Island. Let's just do it this way. Something Yeah, pretty much.
3: But but Witwickens are people who can use the magic staff. Anyway, we already talked about Yeah, we already did that. Sorry. So, anyway, other than horrible Transformers news, I don't know. Enjoy that eclipse. Enjoy those Chinese scam glasses. Are you driving down down to
2: Tennessee to watch it?
3: I am in fact not, but I am laughing at the people who are buying 3D movie glasses sold by Chinese resellers on the Amazon, thinking they're going to help them from the sun.
1: But I am driving down to North Carolina to see it, and I bought Made in America glasses. Well, there you go. <laughs> So um, that most likely were made in China. Still, Make America Great it Again.
3: <laughs> Trump 2020. Matt's on board. No, I'm not. Alien <laughs> Covenant and Prometheus. I just bought the ones oh, that just had Prime. Prometheus. Yeah. We already watched that though. I know, but we have to compare them because they're like but they're pretty they're well. extra you, you forgot Prometheus.
2: Wow, I did. <laughs> I remember there was a boulder they could have ran to the left or right very easily, but I don't remember why the boulder was there.
3: No, it's like in Resident <laughs> Evil 4 in the canyon at the beginning. If you don't hit the button fast enough, just GG. Back to that checkpoint.
2: Or like Metal Gear Solid 4 where you have to crawl through the microwave tunnel.
3: That's different. Because you're tapping Y to suspend the effect of physics on the water in your body's cells. What about grit. when you have to
2: tap up Metal Gear Solid 3 to climb a ladder while it sings a song?
3: <laughs> anyway. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> B machine guns. So at the beginning, I want to, out of the two movies, which do you guys prefer? We'll go around the table starting with Matt. Prometheus, Grant. Prometheus,
0: Justin. I, I like Covenant. Interesting.
1: I want to hear more oh, this, about this. this. This is going to be a good discussion, yes. guys. I <laughs> <laughs> Prometheus. You know, I, to
0: me, they're just they're just so inextricably linked. You can't talk about one and not the other. That's see,
1: I my mean, my reaction to this movie is is it's, it's justice but reverse. It's like it it's Alien Covenant. <laughs> like <laughs> I did not like them
3: either of them.
2: Well, you said choose one or the other. Yeah. But you, you're breaking your fucking rules. I'll say I don't like both, but. Okay. We're here to make a decision. Like. Jesus,
3: Matt, way to be.
2: God damn it, man. I of turned this. off my phone hours ago.
3: I shot myself <laughs> to make sure I wouldn't answer any calls. I'm fucking dead right now,
1: Matt. I mean, the worst part is that was just my junk mail updating. <laughs>
3: Oh, he's got junk mail, so fancy.
1: I know, geez, I wish I was that popular. I mean, I'm applying for jobs every five seconds, all I get is junk mail. (laughs) Uh,
3: If I had to pick which one I disliked less, I would say it would be Prometheus. After having watched Covenant, because now I have something to compare it to. But, goddamn, if they
0: didn't have to be made, why? Well, let's also consider in the wider Alien universe canon of all the movies.
2: So, yeah, I was thinking this was better than Alien 3. Yes, I yes. did. I like, <laughs> yeah. You know what?
0: Yeah, Prometheus and Covenant, they're way better than Alien 3 and Resurrection. So, oh, you know, I forgot about that makes them on and the, the top, <laughs> really, of a lot of these films. They're, they're closer to the top than they are to the bottom.
2: Yeah, I mean, you have Alien pretty near the top, Aliens pretty near the top. Yeah. I mean, interchangeable, probably depending on how you feel. Then like either Prometheus or Covenant in my mind. I mean, depending on how you feel. Yeah. And whoa, whoa. The rest whoa. Of are
1: you putting shade. Prometheus Covenant above aliens? No no, 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 no. I said alien or aliens. Oh, okay. Top oh, one okay. or two,
2: depending on how you feel. And same with three and four for these movies. Yeah,
3: that's. I mean, but I think one and two. And we're are not separated counting from three and four. A V P. No, we're not. But I, was, I think that the alien aliens to me is like there's a, a there's gap. a wide canyon. There's a large gap, and then we can talk about Prometheus and Covenant. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, as long as we agree, it's better than three. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, come on, it's like
1: what? shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, it's not—it's not a very high bar to compare things <laughs> to. It's like saying something has a better story than the Matrix sequels.
1: I actually used to work for w- with a guy who would always comment compare everything to Alien Three. It's like he would just be like, if some event would happen at work, and he'd be like, "Well, it wasn't as bad as Alien 3. <laughs> So he can see where he came from. <laughs>
0: That's true. A lot of things aren't as bad as Alien 3. But I think the only good thing about Alien 3 was the uh, the video game that they made out of it. Because they just ignored the movie's story completely. I love when they do that. <laughs> oh, and then they made Colonial Marines to further
3: explain the story.
2: Did that actually have a story? I don't know. I just heard of a shit.
3: <sighs> What's his fucking face? Hicks there? I can't even fucking remember. They try to say there's some switcheroo you do. So the person who burned, like, somebody's not dead. Connection. Ix didn't actually die in the crash. It was some they, other random right, guy. Right, they swapped his... He's actually yeah. out and okay, and then somebody else... And then he, else... Shows up,
0: he shows up at the prison planet right before the company guys are watching Ripley kill herself or whatever.
3: Okay, so there you go. Apparently it wasn't somebody else in the chamber all along.
1: See, this kind of help actually kind of explains Alien Covenant to me in a way, in, in terms of, like... I mean, we'll get to that. We'll get to the Indiana. Colonial
0: Marines has been disavowed, by the way, by Fox. Well, well it's not yeah. part oh, of the official, you know, garbage. canon anymore. It's fucking it so bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. Are just... Wait, so they, they they still count AVP, but they don't count Colonial Marines? I don't Marine? think AVP Whoa. is
0: no. AVP is just by itself. Talk oh, shit about it's... AVP, man. No, no. <laughs> go
3: ahead. Tell me, the, tell me the video game's bad. Talk shit. Let's go.
1: No, it's not. <laughs> it's just. It's, it's just. I just like giving shit to that game, that's all.
3: I think that game has a better story than Alien 3. Like, I would rather see that. You're talking about the one
0: from 2010, right?
1: (laughs) Oh, of course. Wait, there's another one? Yeah, there's
0: two
3: more. Oh, there's one I was that they
0: made the in. No, no, oh. the original one from 1999, and then there was a sequel in 2001, and those games were both really, really good. I enjoyed them a lot. The but second one is. I mean, second one is almost perfect.
1: I mean, we've discussed video games on here before, so you should know that I have no idea what video games come out or were released. <laughs> like, I just you, you don't, you don't get players. your you
0: don't get your subscription to Nintendo Power, Matt?
1: Uh, you know, I haven't been <laughs> it recently, and I thought about uh, asking the post office if they know what's going on with that. I also haven't gotten my issues with Game Pro. They
2: <laughs> still so do Game Informer? Is that a thing?
1: Uh, dude, I I I subscribe to an app that gives you my magazines now, so I don't even buy <laughs> magazines. So.
3: How about the, the Cheats magazine? I remember seeing quite a few copies of those. Are we
1: going to
2: cheatscc.com, printing all them out?
0: Yeah,
3: gamewinners.com.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, yeah, the only time my dad ever threatened me with being grounded was when I printed off all the cheats for Grand Theft Auto 3 off his uh, laser jet printer and ruined his toner, like just used all of it up. Good job! <laughs> all like eighty-seven pages in full color with the included sidebar ads oh, and God. everything. So there's yeah.
0: 80, 87 pages of cheats for, for GTA 3. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because
2: yeah. they got really specific down to like, we're gonna give you a single pistol, or we're gonna give you a single like AR or. Do you, do an all weapons cheat. You okay. only needed like five cheats. Well
1: there was like a, there was like a whole cheat, like it's kinda like tacos. It's the same ingredients just different names. You know. Or
2: yet, like there's a cheat to spawn every single different type of car.
1: Yeah. There was a cheat to spawn the size of the moon. Or I you could know. just shoot the moon. Whichever one. You, anyway, this is, this is way off track. Yeah,
2: sorry. <laughs> well I have to
0: be I have to be really honest that I wish there had been a cheat code for Alien Covenant that would have allowed me to skip an hour ahead in the movie. Mm. Because it takes an hour for anything to happen in this movie. Maybe I wasn't paying attention the yeah. first hour, because... See, I'm, they I'm the opposite. Of, I got rid of extra characters.
2: Well, they had James Franco
3: in for, like, three minutes. Right, they got rid of extra characters and set up the... I the, want to talk about the, the ship. About
1: yeah, can we please talk about yeah. that? The ship yeah. go
3: boom and have problem.
1: Well, there's a... Okay, I will
4: say, there are a lot of
2: questions I had while watching this movie, but at the end of the movie, like, I still was like, well, this was, like, it had enjoyable parts, whereas, like, for me, I thought was, like, boring throughout the whole thing.
1: So when we did Transformers, I I mentioned how I wrote, like, a page and a half of notes. Mm -hmm. For this one, it was three and a half pages. Yeah, okay. And it was mostly expletives. It was mostly me just being very angry at the movie. Well, no, mine was,
2: like, (laughs) okay. So, I mean, this is sort of jumping to, like, the midpoint of the movie. But, like, David flies in on a ship. But then that ship is found, like, a few kilometers away from, like, where he originally brought it to the planet.
3: Watch out, he's fast.
2: Okay. I I mean, like, he, he bombed the planet and then, like, he just decided to crash land over there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. why didn't he just crash land on that giant, like, plaza full of the
1: dead engineer dudes? Because then it wouldn't look as scary when they walk through the vast open. Not as
0: cool a shot. So, for everybody who's listening who hasn't seen the movie or needs a refresher. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Well, I'll try not to be so spoilery right now.
2: But, but why? We're yeah.
0: no, so we The can title in... of the podcast no, 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 no. is Alien So Columbia. we can get into it. Okay. You know, basic thing, there's a ship on the way to a colony to colonize it with a bunch of people frozen. They get up in like some neutrino storm or something, so they have to repair the ship. And then they detect that there's another planet that's even better than the planet they're supposed to go to. So they make the terrible well, decision to go to that planet. There's also a radio
2: signal that sounds vaguely human, and right? Like there's a mysterious a song signal on it or that something.
0: lures them to this planet. They make the bad decision of going and think that it's going to be their new home. And they encounter David there, who's been up to no good for like ten years, and bad things happen and aliens. So. I don't understand <clears throat>
2: like the central plot point of how they got to the planet even like it seems like such a chance of luck of oh there was like a neutrino burst and oh like you s- it happened right next to the planet like that's really nice and oh david just happened to be on that planet it seems like way too Ooh. many stars aligning for like the
1: same character But oh. i say co- contradicts himself him he contradicts himself and himself in a sense because Oram, the captain, after we haven't talked about James Franco yet, but we will. Uh, I Don't really need to. He died, and then that's it. That's the story. But he
0: did us the good favor of, of dying, dying in the first three minutes of the movie before he even got to say anything. So I oh do no, appreciate he him said
1: no. There I'm were, burning up. There before were before
0: he went into the pod. That was no, no. That was in that, that was, was in not actually in the movie. That was in a preview.
2: Yeah, and I, oh, actually, yeah. I actually watched the previews after I watched the movie, and I just found that a line. Because, like, okay, so to go back a little bit, there were some previews released for this movie that basically had the whole crew together saying, like, hey, we're going to go into sleep. This is lots of fun. Let's have a last drink, blah, blah, blah. And James Franco made the comment, I'm burning up, like, he's really hot right now, or something, like, physically hot, not like, oh, man, he's the hottest thing since, like, Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, he is. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, but anyway... Um, have you seen
0: those dimples?
3: I mean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, did you see Spider-Man 3? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, who knows how much creative input he had on the set before he was burned alive as a CGI dummy.
0: He probably tried to have some creative input, and Ridley's like, oh, "I like, think we're just going to kill you.
1: I feel like he was smiling as he was burning up in his pod. Like, this is good. Well, I'm fine. So
0: the the prologue thing yeah, that you're sorry. referencing, it's Go like he actually has, like, a fever or something. He's sick, right? And mm-hmm. then he just goes into the stasis thing and says, like, you know, Walter tells him we'll, we'll like, deal with you when you get up or something.
2: Something like that, to yeah. that effect. I mean, he's like, oh, you know, I'm, not, I'm feeling kind of under the weather, and, you know, I'll just keep put in cry or sleep. So.
0: Yeah, so kind of really funny foreshadowing, but... <laughs> well it's it, just like i thought it was so funny when he died in the movie although like, it was hilarious and, and like, he was just he's just like like burning up inside the little pod and like I, uh, I, I guess i did not believe like his wife uh what's her name what, in the movie weird uh, daniels, face daniels daniels I, I did not like it just seemed like she was trying so hard to be upset that he died <laughs> well,
2: Like i guess that's why i found the movie like enjoyable in a lot of these parts like a lot of the parts that were supposed to be like I'm going to get you scary, or like, oh, that's like really touching and sad. It's like, I just found hilarious, like...
1: (laughs) Well, what I don't, I still don't understand is you... It's good writing. You see, so, okay, so they have this, the, is it, it's a a solar flare, okay, what flare? Neutrino. Neutrino. See, without
3: Commander Data on the bridge to say there's a neutrino burst coming from, like, the starboard bow, you don't know these things ahead of time.
0: I know. But they do have their own data. Walter. Walter's, Walter's awake. Data. He's awake the
2: whole time. Ah, uh, he's data. Don't 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 wave your hands. He's data. <laughs> he's
0: data. No.
3: So data, data.
0: David didn't never went out like a punk.
3: Yeah, data's no bitch. <laughs> hey, Dave's we don't know that bitch. yet,
1: but we we haven't got there yet.
3: Uh, well, we do know because he blew up uh, Bane's ship to save Captain Picard. So he did kind of die like a bitch. No, ship. okay.
1: Well, anyway. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, I don't remember that part. Like so so we have the neutrino blast. And everything gets shaked up, a little turbulence, you know, this so is your captain speaking, everything's okay, kind of deal. No, I think it's not okay. No, it's not. And so they all pop out of their little sleeping tubes, right? And they start hurling white goo out of their mouths, as science, as science movies have told us that that's what happens when you get wake up from cryosleep. You start well, throwing. I can't remember. Like, so in the,
2: I think, was it aliens? Like, when they woke up from the cryosleep, did they have a similar.
0: Okay.
1: No. As, far, as far as I remember... This it, is a prequel, though. It
0: was it was Prometheus, where they're, like, throwing up into um, yeah. buckets because it makes them sick. In, I think in Aliens, it's implied that, like, the technology has been perfected to the point where they just wake up and they're like, you know, ah, fuck this shit. Like, I just feel Except, cold apparently, and the stuff.
2: Android technology, that they're still batshit insane. Or no, au- that one was programming batshit insane. Never mind.
1: The Austin right. Powers always did it that. best when waking up from cross-sleep, but that's another thing. So, so they wake up from cross-sleep, they throw up, and then you have this scene where... Tennessee and other guy try to help Daniels out of her pod. And all they have to do is just, like, Daniels, wake up. It's okay. And they tap on her her little, like, viso screen, and the pod opens up. So then they go to her husband, and the pod door won't open, and then all of a sudden it turns into a furnace, and he burns up.
2: So what I always, like, figured that was, like, so, inside the chiropod, it probably is, like, an oxygen-rich environment, and, like, there was just, you know, a neutrino flare, so some electronics got fucked up in there, and there's probably a spark that happened, and...
1: I mean, that's what that, that's what know. I thought it was, but it just seemed kind of weird that... that Toasted. Toast! Well, it just seemed weird Roasted. that there... It wasn't like... there Because it... Okay, this is 2104. Like, by now, you would think you would have... You know, you wouldn't keep a living thing in a fully oxygenized environment where a single spark could explode.
3: Come on, it's 2104, guys. Really? (laughs) This is what we're doing? Pure oxygen? It's
0: 2104. It's (laughs) 2104. Why are not you fucking your sister? Yeah. But I believe it. I actually I think that's a England pretty you good guys explanation. Come from, but that's weird. <laughs> Uh because it's kinda of like the Apollo one. Yeah, that's uh, exactly what yeah. I was thinking of at the time Hall, that, yeah. that happened. Oh, like,
1: oh right. Oh, okay.
2: Like, oh cool. We're we're back to this now. Yeah, I think yeah, 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 we're yeah, regressed, like, you know, a couple hundred years in like space technology.
3: Well, Prometheus was more like Challenger, and then this was more like Apollo One.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. and okay, so we're we're circling one of the parts of the movie I just I hate it with the utmost passion, and so that is Oram, the captain. Like I hated everything he did. Every time he was on screen, he just did stupid stuff. I'm glad stuff. he went out like a. Bitch, I think you're supposed yes.
0: to not like him, but
1: though. you're not supposed to just like like don't. Yeah, but it just oh, it's just so frustrating because the first thing he says is that he's a man. He basically comments that he's a man of religion, not a man of science, which doesn't make any sense. It's like, why are
2: you this mission? Like, there's no Jesus on this fucking planet we're yeah. going to.
1: And then he says, I have a... I have, then he has, like, a self-hating aspect where he's like, I feel like the crew won't understand me, so I need to do the right thing, and that is to follow the the path of being a captain. And then the next line is, hey, guys, let's go off course and go check out this plant that we have no idea what's on it. Like, no. Like, you just said, I need to be exactly what they think I am. Again, that goes back to, like,
2: the horror movie aspect. Like, this the cheesy horror aspect of, like, let's, like, make every bad possible decision and, like, be oblivious to
1: it, which I just always find hilarious in movies. I mean, it is when it's, like, like when it's uh, not so on the nose. Like, when you literally, the last line you said is, I'm going to stick to being a captain. Then the next line we see you talking is, "We're gonna not do what I just said." It's like you gotta give me a little time to like think. You're gonna. He's making a
2: captain decision of this looks like a better course because it is a perfectly you know fine. But twenty minutes
1: in the movie, I should not be like you know. Daniels is a smart character. This is a bad setup if Daniels is a smart character. And There's we all know Tennessee is the smartest character in the world, but they had to go to
3: the planet for the plot to advance, Matt. So don't. Waste. Yeah, if it's they just, it's sorry, not sorry, that sorry. cheesy though. If they just
2: went <laughs> to the not, colony, we would never have any I, other alien movie. I disagree
0: okay? that it's all contrived because he, they actually go to the planet for a fairly good reason. It's that they pick up a transmission from deep space where there should be no people, but, see, and but they, it's ha- very they have a duty a human. to they have a duty to investigate it. His whole thing about. We, you know, the planet looks more habitable. It see, could be a new home. That's like that to me says more about his character than their actual. See, decision I, to I just go to think it's planet. one of those
2: bad decisions because they do not have a duty to investigate. Their duty is to go to the planet that they vetted and scoped out years in advance They're and say, colonists. let's send a message back. You know, on the relay saying, "Hey, there's this planet we found. Really weird transmission. Sounds like a human." We should send somebody there. Like, yeah, let some other ship fuck exactly. up, you know, the entire universe or galaxy with, you know, Xenomorphs. But it makes sense that he did not that because our ship.
0: they say that the transmission will take a, the, about two years to reach um, the headquarters of the company on Earth. So they kind of do have a duty to investigate. And, you know, to, use, static to, e- wait, wait, one- wait, to use a George Lucas thing, it kind of rhymes because in Alien, those guys were a, a mining ship. Calling or and you know it would have made sense for them to say fuck this we're here to deliver our ore. let's just call the company and tell somebody else to investigate it but then they went
2: again that's just bad horror movie decisions which i've always find funny but again thinking logically yeah it's I mean, you shouldn't do it, space
3: truckers deciding to do get, something by themselves is um, different but, from saying like you're going to do everything for the people who are in cryo sleep and stuff, who were selected to go to this particular planet, like.
2: Yeah, like two thousand people on you know your conscience versus like the YOLO group of space truckers. The crew truckers. voting,
3: like, yeah, okay, I
2: guess.
1: So I don't, I, you know, try not to bring up like you know uh, forms of government here, but let's just imagine that they come from a capitalistic idea. Uh, These colonists that are cryo-frozen with their embryos. We don't need Uh, to
3: imagine that. They do, definitely. Okay, well, yeah, Wayland Corporation. I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) I just
1: was like, wait a minute. That doesn't sound right. So they paid money. It's like, I paid you for a service. That service is, I need to go from Earth to Oregon-6. Well, they
2: will arrive at Oregon-6 or whatever.
1: But after everyone dies, and David like, you know, all embryo with... rapes everybody with the little yeah, a, alien embryos. How are they supposed to know all that was going to happen? I mean, you are got to think like in the context of the story. I like... shouldn't have to think about that if I'm being cryogenically frozen and transported halfway across the galaxy. I should be like, I'm going to go to sleep now, and I'm going to wake up on this new planet. I'm going to start my new life. I'm going to be a colonist. We're going to... Glory to the Empire and whatever. Yeah. Right, but that's
0: why they're asleep because they're not the crew. The crew is the one who has to make the decisions for the people who are asleep. So they make the decisions and yeah, it's a bad decision, (laughs) but you can understand why they made it.
1: No, I don't. You have a because like that would be like, okay, the way I see it is it's like being on a flight today and you're on a plane, you're being transported from one side of the world to the other side of the world. And halfway through this flight, the, the uh, stewardess is like "Fly, flight attendant, is listening to a, a co- compact <laughs> radio. And she picks up a radio station from like South Sudan. And she's like, let's go investigate this. And the captain's like, yeah, we should. And not talk to all these people who paid us money to get them to their point of destination. I don't these like guys that are analogy, FedEx though. employees basically in space. Yeah, no, like, no, no, no. no I mean,
2: it, it'd be mm. more like, you know, let's say everybody actually slept on a red eye and they're like, you know, flying back to, like, the East Coast, and they're like, oh, well, you know, Des Moines looks pretty cool. Like, let's stop there for a bit and, like, check it out, and, like, let's just be on our way before anybody wakes up.
1: Which no one would ever do. No, I know. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's...
0: But this whole analogy doesn't make sense because it's we were comparing, comparing commuter flights... A short distance to a colony ship that's being, going to be out there for years with the specific purpose of they're not coming back
1: ever. Yeah, but the there's, whole point of cryosleep is that I don't know. It's, I like I, I, I ignore the fact that just, a, the colonists I, won't like, lose Help any me time understand your points, point yeah. though,
0: because I don't I don't understand what you're saying really.
1: Okay, uh, I'm just saying that the colonists paid for a service, which is to get them to the planet. How do you know they paid though?
2: They could be Australian colonists.
1: I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I just would think that just based on Too human educated. history, we tend to treat those who we give free trips to a new world. I'm using air quotes, by the way, and know I say those. Uh, we no, treat those the- picked up on the mic before. Okay, right? thank you. Uh, that we, we treat those people a little less than people who paid. And I'm just saying that we have these LED lights, a special security-enforced area. Oh, wait, security-enforced area? It was under security and Lock and Key, wasn't it? Because David had to use his passcode to get into right, it. Right,
0: and Walter checks the embryos and everything after the neutrino storm. I just th- don't get the sense that anybody paid for this trip. It seems more like they volunteered or they were selected because this and is an and expensive undertaking. And
1: they've also set up the Wayland Corporation to be evil, so that wouldn't make sense if they would just take people.
0: Well, that, I mean, that's another thing we can get into because it's that's an interesting thing between Prometheus and... Covenant, but I never got the sense that anybody paid to go on this and that really it was a mission that they're selected to go for a very specific reason because they're the right people. And it was specifically the people who are in the crew. They're the right crew to make sure these people get there safely. Now, I think that he made a... Orem makes a really bad decision going to the better planet. I get why he did it, though, and that's why I think Billy Crudup did a really good job playing the part, because I don't like... Like you said, I don't like Orem, and I think that we're not meant to like him, because he makes really bad decisions, But partly because of his faith, or...
1: I mean, maybe I'm a stickler for the old-fashioned movie-making ways, but it just seems like when you have a character that you're deemed that is not the villain, and who is someone you're not going to like, and most likely they're going to die, based on just context clues, Aliens movie, uh, that you would have some redeeming quality. He would have something that would make him, that would be like, okay, well, he tried. And all he did was just make stupid decision after stupid decision after stupid decision, and then he died.
0: I think you do have have sympathy for him, though, because he's never meant to be the captain, and he's not prepared for it. So he gets into that role, and you kind of see the result of his bad decisions, and he realizes that himself. I mean, he has a satisfying arc. Yeah. I, I do I mean I like he, that he dies. It's because I don't you know you don't. That like was his character. one of the funniest
2: deaths in the movie. Just yes, made, it but. was. It was, yeah. and that
0: and that's one thing we can talk about that I didn't think made any sense at all. That was really contrived. When they got to the point where he um, he fucking shoots the like big white thing. What do they call them? I think they're neomorphs. neomorphs. And yeah, and then he's that. like, David, I'm gonna fucking kill you if you don't tell me what's going on here and do all that shit. And so, and he's like. You're absolutely right, and then he just takes him on his little again, tour of his that's laboratory. That's like another hilarious bad yeah. decision because, <laughs>
2: like, I just see you are very upset with me over killing this thing. You obviously have something going on here. The logical decision is to kill you right now because you are up to no good. Logical Rather decision than is to follow him off. into the basement and like look inside some weird looking like pod also, thing. Like, yeah, kill him. Look, I just head off and to, download like, it. Let's go
3: back to the idea that again. Like, like yeah,
2: he's an android. It's not like he's like. Has memories hidden? He's like, "Hey, Walter, yeah. go check this dude just out. We got shoot, his head. You just, know,
3: blast him in the knees, and then Chechen rabble his head off with your steak knife, and just have the you, you know another android or somebody with a USB plug download his fucking brain.
2: Again, you have Walter right there. He can do all
1: that. I bet you could plug his head into Walter, and Walter would be like...
3: You just stick him on like his shoulder or
2: something.' Like, like, like,
1: a like but like to go to, to, so to go back to the Captain for a second, it's like, um. I, I totally spaced out what I was going to say. Uh, but it 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 just – there. Was, I, I, just, I just couldn't see any redeeming factors from the captain throughout the That's entire right. movie.
3: You don't need to have redeeming factors. Though. The guy's a fucking putz, but it just – You feel sorry for him. That's really the like, only yeah, – he, he No, got, I don't. He, he got because, stuck into because, a role he wasn't prepared for or didn't want. Okay. And he's trying to make the best
2: he can, but he just sucks at making decisions. But you like, know what you it. do
3: in that, that situation? You like pass have, lead. Right. Yeah. Hey, I was never meant for this. Who's the next person on the order exactly. of organization he who said... was who was better suited for this? Daniel. You. You're like, again,
2: like he has <laughs> like this complex of like, well, I think God will make the right decisions for me, so I'm just gonna go. With there
3: it. is no God in Which, space.
2: What, also, <laughs> so, what is his What like, is
0: his line? He says like, you know, we're gonna try to follow the path as it unfolds before us, or something. And they
1: didn't. Yeah, know the he sky sees was like this, He, he sees the planet them. as a sign
2: from God or something. See, I guess that's it's like, the point. Yeah.
1: That like, okay, not to bring another in movie into this situation, but there was a great commentary by NASA scientists and NASA administration on the Martian. Movie. Oh, I thought Matt. you were
2: talking about the like, we don't have any like child sex slave
1: No, not that things one. On not that one. No, no, oh, no, okay, the Matt okay. Damon one. Um, okay. So, and in their whole speech, they talked about how one aspect of NASA training is not, has nothing to do with space or being a astronaut. It has to be about being a human and how they. They put these people together in like little situations and see how they work as a team and how they work with their rankings as a team. And that they would never send a group out into space unless they knew that in any situation this team could put away whatever thing they come with or any baggage and just be like, "We need to solve this problem." But this is whaling,
4: utani They are exactly this down is what for the scares dollar. me like, about the
1: corporations taking yeah, over space. They're if you were down in. for
3: the dollar, wouldn't you want to go with the most conservative investment possible, which is like. An entire crew structure that's just gonna do what you told them have to a do.
4: Crew of that yeah, exactly. Really
3: like. <laughs> why, why okay, like so, no really, hey, do you believe in God? Oh, thanks for your time, we'll be in touch. Yeah, <laughs> this is
1: in my notes. Like I like about right around the time we're we're in now, or actually a little bit before when they landed on the planet, I thought to myself, this movie would be a thousand times better if it was just a entire crew of Michael Fassbender's. Like, that would actually be a really good movie. I think. <laughs> Like we just see not even like the di- decision,
2: you know, making perspective. Just like <laughs> eight different Michael Fassbenders walking yeah. around, <laughs>
1: all of them playing the flute. I would have preferred. like we see we see Michael Fassbender with the cowboy hat on. He's Tennessee, and he has like a little he has a little draw to his British accent.
3: I think if in the realm of realistic possibilities, like, I would have preferred if they're going to have the alien echo where they go check out the weird thing. They just do it for like. Hey guys, I bet we could make a lot of money off of this or something. Like,
0: Or at least I get the point that it seems like a very contrived decision, but I think it would have helped the movie a little bit if they had specifically called out in that debate they were having that, you know, we have a duty to investigate this because there's a person there, which it's implied, but they never outright state it. And
4: that's which,
0: one versus 3,000. Right. And that, right, and then that brings up Ooh, the Star question Trek. of. Is it contrived or not? Are they just doing this to get to the planet because he's making like a faith-based decision, or it just would have seemed it would have made a lot more sense if they had if he had an actual reason to back it up as well as his his faith.
1: Well, that's the thing is, we don't even get the establishment of what his faith is. Like in a lot of these movies, like you know Martin Scorsese's recent uh, movie that no one saw apparently Silence, which deals with religion. That the character. Did you see it, Matt? I did. I don't have a life, and I see a lot of movies, uh, like Martin Scorsese's Silence. Go, go out and rent it now on Blu-ray and DVD. Uh, is that in that movie they talk about two dualities of religion, the the extreme orthodoxy versus the late latency, and so we have this throughout the movie this contraction between the two. In this one, we just have one dude who's like, "I'm religious. Well, what's your religion? I'm religious. We know what it is. Though. <laughs> well, it's Christianity, right? Yeah. We,
0: I mean, we it's we know what it is because the whole This movie and Prometheus, it's pretty clear, and the parallels between them in this respect are clear, too. Like, the only person of faith on Prometheus is Shaw. Yeah. And the only person of faith here is Orem. See, their decisions lead to a lot of bad things happening for everybody. So is there a message that people of faith will not be rewarded or that they will be punished for their hubris? Or, like, Shaw, somehow she gets protected Throughout the movie, so people speculate, or it has been speculated, that, you know, was God protecting her the whole time? Something like that. I don't know, well, later in our discussion, when we get deeper
1: into the movie, we'll discuss how protected Shaw was based on that scene. (laughs) But yeah, no, no, I agree with you 100%, because I I kind of, I I was looking at my notes, and as you were talking, I I scrolled down, and there was that note I wrote about Shaw and Oram being the only religious people. So
0: but, but however he makes the decision, they make the decision to go to the planet. And I always thought that the, I don't know, did you guys pick up on like the the weird Ridley Scott sex symbolism, of course, that he has in each one of these it's movies, about, The giant dick shaped ship look, going to a planet full of like colonists to. It's, a, it's about <laughs> as
3: subtle as Prometheus bringing fire to man and then Lucifer right. being the fire carrier. Oh my God, David could be Lucifer. No way. Whoa.
0: But they're going to a a big ship that's supposed to seed a planet, basically, is going there and then. Like a sperm. Right, pretty much. And wow. Bad things happen because
3: of that. Maybe his name is Rapely Scott. (laughs) Also, I'm not
1: not like a biologist or anything, but like the embryos were like in like little hardened, like they looked like the top of the cane from Jurassic Park. Like they were like frozen.
2: Top's or like the, yeah, or and it's like I don't think that's really
1: how like embryos survive outside of a just well. Those were, there. were yeah, like spores whatever. that like people right. drink
3: white cum to go into a tube and be frozen right. for fifty gotta, years. So you got like to wave your hand. You got to suspend you your disbelief we'll, a little
0: we'll back bit up. and accept they, that there's advanced. And technology. there was like
2: the the black liquid in Prometheus that like just
1: did whatever did
2: yeah did stuff. Which so apparently
1: like, David like manipulated on his little trip to the. So I actually
2: read one fan theory that like. The xenomorphs were like, you know, around in the galaxy and the engineers like weaponized them into this like black liquid shit. And then David just like backwards engineering them into like the xenomorphs again.
1: See, I thought he, it was to play on the fact that man becomes his worst enemy and that the engineers become the xenomorphs. And, the, and that's their worst fear. Humans' worst fear is becoming xenomorphs. We become xenomorphs when the xenomorphs attack us. But that seems convoluted now. I'm going
3: (laughs) with there's a third movie coming to explain what happens to. There may not be though. Oh, there 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 were some
4: news
0: articles I read that's like they're
2: they're going back to the engineer planet.
0: Like there may not be a third movie because this one covenant performed so much uh, more poorly than. They they never explained
2: how the space jockey got to. The one planet. They
0: need that alien. third movie. It doesn't matter if the, if it doesn't make enough money, they're not going to make it. They need it. that third movie, it made It made less than half the money that um, Prometheus made with a similar budget.
3: The third movie that ends on a carefully reconstructed but not quite 100% accurate version of the little bloop, bloop, bloop message alert from the original Alien movie. So if the
2: xenomorphs just got created in this movie, how did the space jockey get to the other planet and already be fossilized <laughs> by the time
0: they went to the... This is the mythical shit. third movie you're talking and
3: about. And yet we have never explored time travel in this series, Justin. You've just written the third movie. Oh,
4: Justin, shit. Justin, your
1: <laughs> your statement is the reason why they have four screenwriters all under the control of really Scott for this movie. <laughs> That's like- the
3: problem I have with Prometheus though, is like you've you've to you talk about these two films, like why I really didn't want to pick between them is because you're you're asking me to get invested in a question I never fucking cared about.
2: Yeah, I I just liked it when, you know, <laughs> The aliens were there and they exist in the universe. Right, the, the space
3: truckers try to pick up the scrap for the spooky company and there's alien eggs in an alien ship.
4: Yeah. Okay.
1: They were like... So, f- so well hear me out. So this is see, in my the way I the way I took it is that in a perfect world we would have we would have the first three fourths of Prometheus and then the first for third of covenant, and it just put them together, and so the movie ends with us meeting David on this planet with Walter. But is it? Are you leaving the part in where they
3: crash the ship into, like they blow it up, and Idris Elba's no, no. like, "Whoa!"
1: Three, no, literally after Idris Elba's died, like, "Well." Right before he dies. Like, they... Uh, well, no. I gotta have
3: the ship crash in there for it to be worth anything, Matt. No,
1: yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah,
3: that was, <laughs> that was the money shot. That was the uh, money shot. That was the most entertaining
1: God. part of the movie. Wait, wait, wait Which part?
0: <laughs> for me, it's where the ship gets wrecked. Where they, like, put their hands up <laughs> yeah! and then they crash into the engineer ship. We're, we're, we're gonna, gonna do oh, it, guys. <laughs> oh, I don't even remember that part. Like, shit.
1: I just, like... Oh, and did anyone else, when, when Tennessee took over, the and he was like... We must get lower to the storm, and the computer's like, "We can't get any lower to the storm, mother." Like, and then, fuck you. And it's like, I was again, like, "Oh, we're gonna eat just Elba the shit out of this character, aren't we?" Well, no, again, <laughs> like, it was gonna just crash like into the storm or something. Like, horrible uh,
2: decisions. Like, okay, you get to this like possibly habitable planet. Like, okay, there's awful storms on it. It looks like all the time. Like, you know, let's keep on moving. Like,
1: plus, universe, the, guys. Fa- plus the fact that like. Uh, I mean, I, I would just hope that in the future they would have more computer processing power, and it'd be like, okay, let's run a scenario and visualize this plan for a while, because clearly the transmission didn't say anything that we need help right away. It, so they we were can, singing, yeah. If anything, they're, they're really like, happy. "Oh, well, you're
2: doing great over there. You're singing a song." No
1: one ever sings John Denver when they're upset. I mean, and so it, you know, they could have sat and watched the plan for a couple of days while they re got everything. Rather just like rest.
2: YOLO, like woo, let's yeah. go.
1: Like yeah, it was. I think, I, yeah, but that's to go back to it, I, just was about about to I think
0: actually that might have improved it a little bit if they had had a little more time up in space monitoring things because that's something they did in Aliens where you don't actually see one of the aliens into, until almost, I think, like an hour and Long ten time. minutes into the movie. Yeah. And they spent a lot of the, time
1: setting it up, everything. They unless you're on the great movie ride at Walt well, Disney World, then you see him in the first five minutes. But in the okay. movie it takes you <laughs> yeah, over an right. hour and they, they really <laughs> yeah. set
3: it up like progressively and no that, was, it's that was
0: something the movie got criticized for when it originally came out was that it takes so long for anything to happen but in that case it really worked because they they kept building the tension methodically but they,
3: they make the decision go to the planet whatever they go yeah. and then we meet
0: well no you no. gotta they get to the planet. And they do try and jump out. They do the biggest, most contrived thing, the same stupid mistake that they made in Prometheus. They walk onto an alien planet with no protective gear on whatsoever. They wear like little like,
1: hats. They wear a scarf. Also, yeah. it's 2104. People are still smoking. That was a little surprising, too. Like,
4: yeah.
3: It's 2104. We have an oxygen rich environment still, guys. Come on, really. And we're smoking. And we're addicted to tobacco. Like, gosh.
2: Like, again, like, that seems like kind of a deal breaker for somebody on a long-term flight. Yeah. Who has like, to go to cryosleep. You probably don't want to be smoking on this ship, but isn't, as soon as you go to a planet... Okay, isn't that's
3: cool. that how, how the... I'm thinking back to Armageddon. Isn't that how the Russian space station gets blown up? The guy's smoking or something?
2: I feel like that was like his like last (laughs) like I'm going out
3: with like you know I'm doing what I want
2: on this thing.
3: Yeah, they blow up mirror and they try to get the field. My wife's a bitch. Welcome aboard. But
1: (laughs) but Justin, I I think made in China, made in Germany, all in Chinese or whatever. I can't remember. The reason why they do
0: that is, um, I think that the company if. They, they probably don't care about people who have vices in the crew because the crew's job, again, is just to get the colonists there. The colonists are the ones who are, like, the real payload who have probably been selected for health and longevity and that kind of thing. Yeah. Or, like, they just care about, can you do the job for the crew?
1: No, that's... that's no, but, that's, again, you have to
2: still be, like, on crew. Like, let's say you're on crew for, like, the first, you know, six months and six months before you get there. Like, six months on both ends, like, leaving Earth <clears throat> and going to the new planet. That Look, means a year of no smoking, which is like that's difficult for a lot of people, especially like the first thing you do you, when you get to a new planet, you light up. Like, really?
1: Yeah. And also, the they fact have that cheers for that now. They scan Tennessee's helmet. I don't know if you can not tell, but Tennessee's my favorite character. Uh, they, they they scan Tennessee's helmet with this cool minority report, you know, three dimensional holographic computer thing but we still have vices that we have to harvest from the ground and wrap in paper and put a filter on. So, and like, But
3: sitting aside that, space travel plus fire equals bad.
1: It, well, yeah.
3: Like, just ignoring the health consequences <laughs> and everything else. Space travel plus fire equals bad. Like, that's just the only equation we need.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: And shared oxygen, shared environment would, you know, I, I didn't see any trees in suits, there. Going back to real quick. Yeah.
2: There's probably a good reason why they didn't have protective suits.
3: Why is that, Justin?
2: because they were a colony ship and they did vet the planet so they knew once they got from you know earth to planet Oregon 6 or whatever that they wouldn't need protective suits. But didn't
3: Walter say like you would someone would need to do EV to fix the ship? So they obviously have spacesuits. Right? Well, they have like one spacesuit,
2: but the spacesuit's not going to oh. be very good on. Send spacesuit fucking...
3: man down to take a sample at least. Like, well, the spacesuit's
2: probably really fucking heavy <laughs> and no big deal in zero g. So, to me,
0: that's I very even... hard to believe. Just take
3: an air sample or something. If... Like you just open the door. Like ah, this an is... alien planet. <laughs> this is a Again, really this expensive force won't thing.
0: Everywhere, but still, yeah. This is a really expensive thing that they're doing. So why <laughs> wouldn't they have all these spacesuits and? Equipment and extra again, containers. it seemed probes, a much probes, more yeah.
2: like the trucker, like space trucker
3: scenario rather than you know no, a colony ship for careful people, oh. like a fucking drone or something. Like just
1: again, we just need a movie made up entirely of Michael Fassbender's. We need a Michael Fassbender drone that is just his face. Oh, evil one bird. or good Michael Fassbender? Good, good Michael Fassbender. But that see that you, would... know, you have a crew of good Michael Fassbenders up against bad Michael Fassbender.
0: Something about okay. okay I don't I agree like with him. the all Michael Fassbender's, <laughs> even though I really like him. He's a great actor, but the thing that would have made sense is to have that Lander go down, and then Walter is the one who goes in the airlock without any gear yeah, and course. goes out there and does his scans of the environments. He's like, "Oh, there's no pathogens here," and then says, "Okay, you guys can come out." That like I don't think like people. It, it probably would have screwed up the pacing of the movie in some editor's opinion, but I think it would have improved the story, you know? Like, a lot yeah. of these things would have made it a longer movie, but it would have made it more interesting and Yeah, I plausible. feel like
1: it with, the, with horror sci-fi movies, pacing kind of is, is put to the back corner of the brain, which, is, which usually works out in a way, because there are some... You know, sci-fi movies where the pacing is, like, a little drawn out, but, you know, it catches up to itself. And this movie needed more just moments to draw out ideas, and this would have been perfect for that, you know. Have him just walk around. You could have this beautiful pan of him just walking through the trees and doing his little robot stuff, you know, scanning and documenting things while the crew is up in space or in the the rover discussing, like, Oram's um, character development, like, hey, have you guys noticed he's been praying more? Or, you know, like, that kind of stuff, and build up more character development. You're hating on him. I, just, <laughs> I got like, I watched this movie again. I saw this movie twice in one week, and each time I just I just built up so much frustration. And then this is why I was so happy we are having this discussion, because it's like I can finally, like, just, you know, just let it all out. You
0: bring up an interesting point, though, because there are so many deleted scenes for this movie that are coming out with um, – the Blu-ray and all that's getting released in a couple weeks, and there's I think like 20 minutes of deleted scenes for this movie that they have on there, and a lot of those things are scenes that give more detail to what is going on and the explanation of why people do things. And I've just it makes me wonder if Ridley Scott actually had Final Cut on this movie.
1: I mean, they said he did, but I agree with you. I think I'm kind of in your boat in the sense that I don't think he really did or. I think it's more of a case of George Lucas and the S-Men yes in the sense that he, yeah, he technically has final say on everything, but everybody keeps giving him all this information, telling him what's good, what's good, and it slowly just takes over, and he just starts. Don't and that's don't what excuse
0: makes, the prequels, Matt. And that's what <laughs> makes me think about Prometheus too, whether he actually had a final cut on that or if the studio really leaned on him to cut things out. Because there's one scene at the end where. Uh, you know, where David's talking to the engineer, like, hey, save this old guy's life, and he just responds by ripping David's head off and then smashing old guy with the David's head. There's an extended scene of that where Wayland is actually talking to the, the engineer and explaining to him why he deserves to have eternal life, and, you know, you actually hear what David... David's translating what the engineer guy is saying, and they actually have a dialogue. And it's much more interesting and much more revealing than what we got in the movie. Like, you understand, okay, this is why... The guy killed him. This is why.
2: Yeah, I I yeah. didn't know that existed, and I just thought like the engineer just went batshit on Whalen because like he's like oh fuck what are and these they, things because
1: they've set up the engineers to almost be like that like a, a, a bat like a unpronounced, you know unprovocable or very provocable alien species. But I I watched this through Amazon's streaming service, the uh, Prime. I bought it and. Usually with Amazon, they they include. They're not deleted an advertiser.
2: Scenes. You don't have to lick their balls anymore. I I just want I just, I'm, I'm just
1: unemployed, so I'm just hoping they hire me. Uh, all hail Jeff Bezos. Um, that you know usually with those movies, usually on their services for these big blockbusters, they include the deleted scenes either as a supplement or they just put them back in um, if if the movie allows for that. Uh, But this didn't have that. And now I kind of want to search out for these deleted scenes because I feel like maybe I would be less angry at this movie if I saw these scenes, that maybe these scenes would help with some of the issues I have in the film.
0: Well, I'll give you a preview because I've seen some of them or read about some of them already. There's... There's a lot more stuff with the crew on the Covenant. That would be so nice. Learn more about them. There's a lot more stuff with David and his laboratory and <laughs> understanding
1: exactly like what he's been doing. By the way, your tone of saying laboratory was right on the money, by the way. It, just, yeah. it implied the creepiness of that yeah.
0: place. <laughs> and, it, and there's actually a deleted scene of him in the end of the movie instead of just you know, like he's controlling the ship now and he somehow has an access code to the vault of people. It's actually yes. him contacting Waylon yutani and telling them, like, this is David. Here's what's happened and I'm going to send you all this information about my experiments and things like that. Um, that would have been more interesting. Um, I th- I think just the stuff with David on the planet would have been a lot more interesting. There's more stuff between him and Walter, too.
1: Yeah. Can we... Can we just go back for this one scene and like, as you brought up, no, uh, okay, you can't go back. No, you brought up you, you brought up Ridley's like you know <laughs> penis ship, pregnating the planet theory. Do you do you think that Ridley Scott hates women because we have this whole drawn out scene of the first xenomorph attack with these two crew members who are women? The guy's dead already. He's dead. We don't. Know no, in fact,
0: of. I think he hates uh, or at least the gist of the alien itself is to is a, is against men.
1: Well, no, no, but yeah, no, no, there's that, but no, I'm just talking about yeah. this this one scene, this one scene, because we have in the beginning, we set up this pilot who brings them down onto the planet, and she's like, I'm afraid it's terrain, we're going to go land on the water, like she's very serious about her job, they're setting it up, they've given her enough lines that you're just like, this is a person who takes their role in this grand cacophony as a, uh, as serious, seriousness, and then you have this moment of panic and attack, which, of course, could bring stress and anxiety, but I don't think, again, a pilot would have been tested for these things. And she then just opens up a whole shotgun blast into a controlled environment on a, on a spacecraft. To... Again,
2: you have this creepy-ass little like, weird-ass white why dog you... alien running
1: around. My first, my first thing would be, like, okay, I'm going to run outside the ship because I have friends out there who have more guns...
0: Right, but that's not what she was trained for. I think that that is one of the things that's very apparent is that each one of these crew members is trained for a specific thing. Like Daniels is like bio or geological engineering or something or terraforming.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: It seems like the lady who panics and like blows up the lander with the shotgun and stuff, her job is um, like maintenance. So she's not oh, wow. trained okay. at all to or maintenance and communication. So she has no training or no military background whatsoever. Because they have uh, dedicated security guys in the contingent is um, what I noticed. Because one of the guys gets killed by the neomorph thing comes out of his mouth.
1: Yeah, yeah, Remember? no, yeah, yeah. I okay, that. So actually... she probably
0: just panicked. And I thought that that whole scene. Um, well, like back up five minutes, and like, yeah. the guys really they're really stupid. They go out there without spacesuits, and of course the guy gets
1: infected with like the little spore thing in his ear. Um which is I, someone who went to the ear doctor last week It freaked me out when I saw that scene. So I was just like Oh yeah. So I watched this okay. movie like yeah, Friday night <laughs> and I was
2: like, I went for a walk Saturday morning and like a bug flew in my ear when I was walking, I'm like like oh, fuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: it's but, like buzzing in your ear. It's like ah
4: okay, so Yeah, <laughs> it was I'm like oh god. So that, okay, so
1: that that actually makes see I feel like I I must have missed that when they conveyed this because I also missed the fact that uh, Lope was clearly a homosexual because he has like a, a his like lover dies on on the plant in the laboratory and it's like hey come back you know he's like hey, he's like like trying to like and it's like he's dead he's dead he's like no right. he's not dead and then like I didn't know that Tennessee had a wife. On the ship? like it's
2: 2107, Matt, okay? It's, it's right. 2104. 2104, Come on,
0: Justin, yeah.
1: 2104. We're well, not that much in the future. I, I get <laughs> that, no, that was that
0: was funny because you clearly needed some guy to just come in like Hicks and Aliens and say, like, forget him, he's gone. Or, like, you know, like, um, you ever see the Poseidon adventure no, with Gene Hackman? He's like, of yeah. course he's dead, you pompous ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's something like that. By the way, I just want you to know that that Gene Hackman comment... Popped up in my head so many times watching this movie. Like every like every time someone was like, "Is he is it okay?" It's like, no, he's dead. Like, should we go take a shower? No, you'll die. Like,
0: <laughs> well, I just wanted to back up to that. Yeah, how a guy gets infected with the neomorph thing is I think those things are really cool. Like, those are something that's actually really cool about this movie. The introduction of a new kind of alien, mm-hmm. just like we got the like the little guy at the end of Prometheus, but that wasn't much. These have a much more Um, fleshed-out role, so to speak, in this movie. And I thought they were really cool. I like their design, and I like the idea that the black goo just basically is really chaotic, and you don't know what it's going to turn things into.
1: I think it... it, Yeah, no, I, I really did like that concept of the little particles... And then when David bombs the planet with it, and it's just... but it's not. Oh, like he bomb. bombed the planet with the black goo. Well, the black goo, but also the, the spores. You saw it when they panned out and showed them all over the city. There was, like, the spore cloud. Above oh, the I ship. thought that was
2: just the liquid that was, like, you know...
3: No, no, Matt, it's 2104, okay? So the government's secret plan to have the gas that makes you gay, that's come to fruition.
1: I mean, I thought it was just 2104, and... We just accepted that people can love no. I'm saying who that was want. David's plan. <laughs> oh, okay. Hi- Hillary's
0: bursting an alien life form into a glass the email? of water. Yeah, <laughs> in a
1: glass of water. Yeah, I mean that's
3: what happened. I hate George Soros. <laughs> fucking someone comes back inside Shaw. God comes back inside from out the ship and bursts an alien life form into her glass of water. Whole fucking thing.
1: By the way, your your conservative radio talk show pundit voice needs a little more sweating and Alex attitude. Jones. Yeah. It's
0: like, you know I have to get worked up. To, you need to breathe
1: yeah. heavier, like you just like ran <sighs> a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, no, but so I, I like the concept of little spores getting into your ears, and, like, and, and I, I'm still confused. How did the guy who get into his how did he get into his mouth?
2: Because he, like, went over, like, while they were in the crashed alien ship that Walter, or uh, David somehow got from, like, well, the city to point, way yeah. over there. But he, like, saw something, like, some plant, and he, like, went and poked it with his finger, and, like, the spores went up his oh, nose. Oh, okay. Or his mouth, I forget which.
1: Yeah, I, I was, I was just, I was taking too many notes throughout this movie so I, I missed something like that but again this we can't use the prometheus argument of their scientists they should know better because well those aren't. were the security guys but still but security guys this like, scientist
2: should know this is an alien planet we should take precautions like we're but, already past that bad decision so it's like okay just live with it we're not gonna beat that dead horse i feel like anymore like it's just like again this movie is just the classic horror movie of I made one best decision, I made another, and another, and another. Like, so it's just like, okay, yeah, they made a better decision of not going out on the planet without spacesuits. Okay, mm-hmm. let's not poke shit then. Well, well, they poke shit. So, well, at least people, people in quarantine. Yeah, maybe not. Just like let them run free. Like, I don't know.
0: It's. The quarantine scene, one of my favorite scenes in this movie cause, because I think it was perfectly done.
2: So, also yeah, I'll agree with you. I I really like the spore concept, and, like, it is, like, really, like, terrifying because, like, you get this spore thing in your nose, ear, whatever, and then, like, all of a sudden you're, like, in a deep fever, and, like, you're vomiting blood and shit all of a sudden. Like, it's very, like, oh, God, I'm going to die rather than, like, even the facehugger, like, yeah, it's kind of, it's really cool, but, like, you have that moment of, like, oh, okay, everything's fine. I just had an alien thing on my face, but no big deal.
1: Yeah. Until... But also the whole spore thing is like playing up the whole fear of biological warfare. He had no idea. I mean, yeah, he, they show him itch his ear, but how many how many times did they do itch your ear? So, But
0: that's what the black goo is. That's it is one of the things biological they use it for, yeah. It's a biological weapon, so that, that makes complete sense.
1: No, and, no, that's what I'm saying is that it makes complete sense that, like, the evolution of this thing would be go from something that's, tactile or malleable that you have to, like, touch to, for it to interact with you to something where, hey, bad luck, you just were in the wrong place at the wrong time having your smoke break.
0: But I love that. I think it was so well acted, and the special effects in that scene were, were really good, and you can tell they really put a lot into doing practical effects versus CGI shit that mm-hmm. didn't look real because, like, that guy's back, like, ripping open and oh, stuff, that was, and that, that him, was... like, convulsing, and then the two characters, the one who's trapped in there, like Kareen or whatever her name is, yeah. And then the the lady who goes crazy and blows up the ship yeah. eventually they like the panic is totally believable and the, they just lose c- control and, and don't know what the hell to do because like honestly like yeah. if you're
2: not a trained security military guy like in that situation yeah. that's probably how I would act no, yeah, like no. it's but,
0: very very believable and it reminded me a lot of the scene in Prometheus where she has to remove the the alien fetus thing from herself with the med pod mm-hmm. it was like that level of tension and I. I I didn't think about anything the whole time I was watching it because I was like, "I'm really into this." Yeah, it's good. Well, yeah. And, and then and they went hunting at night, and it was kind of dumb. But and they, to, go, to yeah. go back to that, <laughs> to go
1: back to the the back, the alien coming out of his spinal cord. I don't know if you guys noticed, but when it falls out of his spinal cord column, you see him like fall backwards at the naked body because his spinal cord's no longer there. But his, but he's still sitting upright on the on the chair. So it's implied that the spinal cord ended at the third vertebrae, which is when you would be paralyzed from the waist down. So he's still sitting upright, even though his entire upper part of his body is now a empty sock almost. <laughs> and I just like that visual effect. That that's 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 right up there of R. H. Geiger, like that the this this human. Who's that? R.H. R, 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 is it R. H. Geiger, the guy who did the. HR? HR, HR. I <laughs> Dude. Look, I had
0: dyslexia. Okay? Matt, Matt did a little too much LDS and the oh, LDS. Yeah. yeah. Great
1: Star Trek Four joke. <laughs>
0: what? I, I, did uh, I watch that one? Yeah, you did.
2: You did. Wow, I must have forgotten.
1: Yeah. Well, I thought I just got high off Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you're, you're I just right. like that. I just like that physical I just liked how they designed that that escape from that creature. It's just there it's not only the creature scary. The fact that this thing is going to crawl through my back and rip my spinal cord out to exit my body, instead of just chest, bur- uh, uh, just a you know out of my chest, like "hello, my baby, hello, my darling" kind of thing.
0: And the cool thing that the creature has um, the creature evolved these <laughs> these little spikes specifically to bust out of yeah. the host. Yeah, it or shows. Whatever. L- it's, it's it nice. shows
1: you know it shows this creature is an actual creature. It's not just some. Random horror trope. It's it's like yeah. he would a creature would develop some way of bursting out of a shell, right? And that is, and I like
0: it's just it's just kind of a faceless head with a mouth. Mm-hmm. And when it doesn't open its mouth, it doesn't have you can't really see anything. It's just white, translucent. Uh, yeah. It's nice. And then uh, I like how she dies too. The one who gets stuck in there with it. It's, it's pretty its funny. Face like off. it's clawing her face off, and it reminded me of like the lady who got her face torn off by the chimp. Or yeah, whatever. a little bit. So. You what know. was the quote on that one again, Justin?
2: Uh, she called nine one one and help. It's ripping her face off or ripping my face off. I can't remember who was actually. making Her, her friend
3: face. called nine one one. I think she was watching the face ripping happen.
0: Uh, yeah, but that's what it reminded me of because that's how it just did. Like it just ripped her throat out. Did it make you throat. laugh
3: as hard as the nine one one called it? No,
0: it didn't. Okay, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, like
2: honestly, that scene was like. Kind of scary. Like it was just like very well, like you know she, suspenseful and like oh my god like she what didn't ask going on? to be killed by
1: up. her monkey
3: and this person you know like. I'm sorry, uh, but, I, I screwed it up. You know what? I was more concerned
0: when right, uh, like she didn't adopt the neo <laughs> yeah, <think>. yeah, like, <laughs> like she didn't say hair. I'm gonna adopt this crazy thing that might kill me, you know, because it's cool. Thank you, Brad.
1: Right, and then thank you for paying attention to the my but then she,
0: <laughs> You know, the amount of blood that they have in that scene, I was like, yeah, very satisfying. I, like I don't know that. about it's you cool.
1: guys, but i i kind of <laughs> i kind of laughed when she runs in there and slips on the blood. Like I just <laughs> yes, I but I, it's I so I realistic it is, yeah, because I don't know about you guys, but like. I remember you playing around with Theater Blood in, in college for this project we were working on. And the guy I was working with spilled a lot of it on the floor and then did that whole, whoa, 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 whoa and it slipped and fell. And it's like, it's just, oh, it was just great to have that little, like, ha, ah, okay, back to tragedy. <laughs> and then when she,
0: okay, so I think they just, the, ne, the very next scene is like the guys are coming back at night and the other guy gets like face bursted and like it comes out of his mouth or whatever. Yeah. as they're helping him which right. i think
1: it like they're halfway there, there and he starts throwing up and yeah. so they just keep moving like okay just keep throwing up buddy it's okay just get it and out of you and then the ship blows up right yeah. The ship blows
0: up, and that's where I kind of feel sorry for Orum because he realizes how bad all of his decisions are because he's paralyzed because his wife just got killed and the he doesn't know she got killed by the alien. Yeah. But he thinks the ship just blew up and it killed her. And you know, he's like, Well, they oh make my God, a point. What they make a point of
1: showing the pilot running off the landing Right. She's still on fire. The, the yeah. funniest
2: thing about that whole scene was like as the ship was blowing up, if you were watching, there was like the little neomorph like running out the side it looked like a little rabbit running
1: away from the explosion yeah oh I didn't see that (laughs) it was just
2: like so hilarious looking it's like oh fucking good job blowing that ship up he just just got all the the,
0: and then the thing that you know the neomorphs are attacking them in the wheat and stuff and Mm -hmm. it reminded me of the lost world so much (laughs) he's like don't go into the tall grass Oh, where Jeff
3: Goldblum's adopted daughter uses her gymnastic skills to knock the raptor No, no, out. it just
0: reminded me of where the Indian guy is telling all those, the stupid mercenaries, like, don't go into the oh, when Oh, when they're trying to run. Yeah, yeah the exactly, raptors the are raptors. getting them. Because that, that's what it reminded me of. They they look like raptors a little bit, the neomorphs, because they, they come through the wheat like that. I mean, I don't
3: want to sound like a dick, but I think that enough time has passed where Ridley Scott has had some other popular influences start to creep into his work a little bit.
0: Maybe, but... You know, you, you're, he's trying to make this feral, vicious creature, and I think that you're going to have similarities anytime bet- when you try to do things like that in different films. I
3: mean, as far as, like, the way that it's treated and, like, the composition, I guess, because that's what I thought of, too, is, like, the raptor scene.
0: Okay, and also, like, they find wheat there, and, like, it just didn't seem like too
1: many bells went off in everybody's head. David did it.
2: I thought it was the engineer's...
1: Well, well, see, no, it's yeah. the fact that it's not just—it's not just—it's not wild wheat; it's domesticated wheat. Because they make a—they make a slight reference to it by saying,
0: the "Guys, like, I know wheat."
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. that there's there another line before that where he where he says it's all—it's all gone; it's all rotten. Yeah. Because there's no pesticides and 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 wheat commercial wheat is very prone to poisoning, and so you would. If if this was wild wheat, it would be more it would be more tame with the natural environment around it. So clearly, this is something we should be worried about. But hey, we didn't hire biologists this time around, so
4: whatever. It, it doesn't
0: it doesn't make them stop and think a lot though about that. Oh, I just found wheat. This yeah. is not native to the planet. Maybe we should go back and think about it just a little more or discuss it a little bit more. But let's keep going ahead and find the alien ship, which I do like. We get a little backstory stuff with finding the. Engineer ship that David crashed or whatever.
1: Or but did they ever actually explain the wheat or did they just?
2: I, I assumed I, it was like the engineers' wheat that they had there, and maybe when the engineers created humans, like they sent some weed along with them, saying, "Hey, you'll figure this
1: shit out Or David planted it to I'm like Shaw or something. That's what I thought. Because yeah. yeah. like later, when we see get to that scene,
2: I thought Shaw went into like cryogenic sleep or whatever cryo sleep. He before her, he
1: got to the engineer planet, even. he
0: woke her up after he crashed the ship. Oh, that's what the implication was, and I mean we could talk about that later. But it seems like they lived together there for quite a while. Before oh yeah, no, he, we, he we killed we, her.
1: Yeah, I want to make sure we when we get to that part because like there's a whole like that that that's a whole whole page of yeah. notes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, right, the but we, yeah, the the wheat. Go back. The, go back to the wheat. There should have been red flags because. It's not only just wheat growing, but it's wheat growing in a specific area like it's been farmed. Like, well, maybe not farmed in the sense that it's been harvested, but farmed in the sense that we don't see wheat anywhere else in the movie. And also, when they're
0: coming down on the ship, how do they not detect or scan the huge alien city that's just over the way? Nope. Like, they just, just, don't, they just uh-huh. don't see it, uh-huh. you know? They're, but they're flying over that whole area, and they land there, but they just they never saw it. Hey, that. how do you not yeah, have a fucking map the of the cave map? you're in,
3: you know? Huh? How do you not have a map of the cave you're in with your fucking stupid mapping probe from Prometheus? Like uh, The probe was are just, still processing. It was right. These guys 90%. are just doing bad. They're just doing badly at exploring.
0: Yeah, and then David shows up and scares the aliens away with a... Flare gun. Oh, not and with his call of the crate dragon. No, okay. he just right. He shows up with a flare gun and then leads them through a city full of dead bodies, and they they don't do anything. Like what happened like, here? No big deal. Nobody, and that's Keep another. Moving. Yeah, that's Alien another deleted scene that they have. Is that it's, it's like more of them going through that and asking him like, what the hell happened here? Like, why are all these? Why are, what are all these corpses? But in the movie, they just follow him unconditionally. And just go. He's like, oh yeah, come with me. And it's like, don't mind all these like. Charred corpses here.
1: No, I, I feel like that's kind of. I had nothing to do with that. I mean, not to go off on a tangent, but that's what I do best. Uh, you know, when they were when they archaeologists first discovered Pompeii and they unearthed the first you know ash victim from Pompeii, that was the same thing. They were like, oh, "What happened? We don't. I don't want to know what happened here." Like they got all scared. And now these guys are like, oh, look at this. We're surrounded by them now. And, but oh, it's 2104. Be... And it is 2104. And they should be a
3: little bit more like, oh, alien, like, what's this?
1: Like, what the fuck? Aliens, Or Whoa! maybe, Or maybe they come from Earth that's been just under <clears throat> constant death and war for so long that the idea just of— They're just used to it? They're just used to it. I it thought there was, like, a
2: little line or something, like, somebody didn't maybe ask David, but maybe they just asked themselves or another member that was just like, what the hell happened here type thing. Like, not necessarily, like, calling David out, saying, dude, 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 hold up. You need to tell us what happened here.
3: I mean, they seem so okay with a mysterious alien, obviously not human city and stuff.
2: Maybe it's because it's an android that that looks like Walter. So it's like, oh, this guy's probably cool. He's another android that's meant to help
3: us. But if you say Walter, like, you know, ask him to do something, (laughs) he'll do it. Like, David, what happened here? And he should be like, well, what happened here was, you know... Right, they, and that's, that's the too thing. data-like.
2: Walter isn't exactly no, like no, but, data, but
3: but they make a scene. He has better natural heuristic phrasing software, but still, the guy yeah, is yeah. like, "What do we need to do to fix it, Walter?" And he's like, "Well, here's what we could do." Blah blah blah. blah. David should be like, "Let me tell you about that." Cause yeah, but you're David my master. can create,
2: and he creates lies—a
1: web of them. Oh but my see, God! No, no. But <laughs> they comment on that earlier when they when, when he meets Walter and he says they've imp- made, made improvements. Shouldn't one of those improvements be able to sense bullshit? Like, like shouldn't Walter have been like, "Hey guys, this thing needs a repair." Well, <laughs> had, they have three no, laws safe, Matt. That's the uh, problem. Right.
0: They don't have any reason not to trust David in the beginning. It's just, you know, he makes it very clear that he's untrustworthy very quickly. Okay, oh, hey guys, we this found this
1: iPod-like device that, that survived the crash on a planet, and everything's dead around it. Let's trust it, you know. Yeah, I'm back to my thought.
0: Chop his head off warehouse. Well, here's why they trust him, though. It's because all of the androids apparently look like him, the same model, and they're used to androids being servants of mankind. They, yeah, they don't know that he's been on this planet for 10 years and has exceeded his original programming or whatnot, and he, or he's gone insane, basically. They just think, like, oh, he's another guy like Walter. But did he go insane? Can we? Right, good question.
3: Or before, is this all part of the plan?
1: Before we start going into his laboratory, which is going to open up a whole budget discussion, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Prometheus, did Elizabeth Shaw have a medallion she kept playing with, or like a necklace? Which is a cross. A cross, yeah, yeah, that's right. And in this movie, it's Oram's little blue disc. Remember, he kept playing with the necklace? Yeah. And I just, I just thought that was interesting that they... It's like, oh, of all the things to bring over from Prometheus, you, you made sure to bring the necklace motif well, back.
0: <laughs> the one thing I really can't argue with in this movie is Michael Fassbender's portrayal. I mean, again, he was the best part of Prometheus, so why wouldn't he be the best part of Covenant, too? He's playing the same character. He's and,
2: got two roles in this movie. Right, That's he's got two better roles. better than Prometheus?
0: And Walter <laughs> is really Walter's really interesting, too. I like him, uh, and I like the play between him and David, but Fassbender's just really talented, I yeah, no denying that. It's just I think where this movie fails is really a lot of the, the writing, for David. I think it's
3: more interesting to bring Walter into your conspiracy if you're David. Well, he tried to, but I mean, actually succeeding from a, a plot point.
1: I mean, my favorite scene from Prometheus is just the opening with David's little like where he's playing
0: basketball and, and watching and Lawrence of Arabia,
1: and I've seen <laughs> I've seen Prometheus like multiple times and. Except for like the first like three or four viewings, I don't. I kind of stopped watching after that point. I'm just like, okay, that's good. Like that yeah. that scene is so <laughs> shot well and so perfect that I'm like, okay, I don't need to watch the rest of this movie. I I I'm entertained.
0: <laughs> I do like that a lot, and I mean, that's one thing that I I enjoyed about this movie too is getting to see like how he's been living for the past which is why decade. They
1: sh- which which, which this is this movie needed more space time. You know, it needed more.
0: Just how much he's changed since he. I guess, was liberated, you could say, from Wayland's control in Prometheus. You know, he he calls, like, the guys up on the roof trying to get the signal, like, you know, go for it, chaps, or good old chaps, yeah. or whatever, and says, like, calls Walter sport or something, <laughs> and old sport. And it's a, it's a nice evolution of the character. I'm just not sure that I, I buy the, um, the allegory that they're going for, that he's... They try to... Push that a little too much that David is Satan, you know, from Paradise oh, yeah. Lost. No, yeah. And that he because he even says he, I mean, it was kind I didn't really like that line because it was just so on the nose. Like he said, Hey brother, you know, do you wanna do you wanna serve in heaven or rule in hell?
1: That was yeah. like, yeah, that was a bit of a groan, like, cringe moment. But it I mean, was no. it, it's like
0: I got it. I got yeah. what they were going for. It's like he's Doing these weird experiments, and he's trying to create his own. He's trying to be a god, just like Satan nice. tried to be a god in Paradise oh. Lost and got expelled from heaven for it. Wanted to yeah. take God's power, and and he was punished for it. And I understood everything they were trying to do with that, but it's
1: greed. It's it just goes back down to the emphasis of good of of natural good, which right. is Walter.
0: My point is, they hit it. Yeah. They just like trying really hard to just make me see him as Satan, where it. it in my opinion, it reduced him a bit. Like, he was a much more interesting character to me in Prometheus because he was much more ambiguous in his motivations and his actions and the results of those actions. Whereas in Covenant, it's pretty clear he's gone nuts, or has he? I think like, it's, maybe all it's all planned. plan. Right, maybe it's all part of a plan, but let's assume he's gone nuts or something's gone wrong with him to make him want to do all this stuff and he's just, he's malevolent. I would wait
2: to see if it's... Yeah. a if. The deleted scene that you talked about earlier about him sending Data back to Whalen at the end of the movie gets put into like a final DVD cut or Blu-ray cut. Like the director's
0: cut or something? Yeah. I mean, if
2: that makes it into a director's cut, I'll 100 say... Well, the Kingdom yeah, of David... Heaven
0: director's cut was much better than the theatrical version, so yeah, we have hope, right? Yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: so yeah and, and that's why I feel like if that does happen, if we do get a director's cut like we did got the Kingdom of Heaven and you guys are not mentioning the greatest director's cut that is Blade Runner... You know, the Which one? Which one, Matt? The, the yeah. Twenty, yeah, twenty twenty one. No, like it was, a, it was, <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, but aren't there like there are like five director's cuts? There's five, and when I'm referring yeah. to the the last released one, the, the, the uh, final, the final, cut. final, the director's <laughs> cut. Yeah, and um, so I feel like when that comes out in about a decade for Alien Covenant and Prometheus, that we should redo this and talk about that movie again because it'd be. I'm still alive.
2: Let, let's yeah. just right. let's
3: talk about the laboratory now because we have danced around that for an yeah, hour right. and ten
0: minutes. So let's just do it. But you're know, you're missing the best part too. Like the before the laboratory, the flute scene where he's messing with Walter. Uh, whatever. He's and he fucking kisses this. him. I'll do the fingering.
1: <laughs> Michael <Yeah>. Fassbender
3: <laughs> kisses himself and teaches himself how to play the flute. Okay. Well, and
0: he also says some interesting things. Like the, it's his philosophy. Like, I was with Wayland at the end, and he's like, oh, what was he like? And, you know, it's like, eh, ah, he was actually a piece of shit, and he was flawed, and I didn't like him, and he was he was human, and he's not worth anything, really. I, I gives I, I, a good sense about what he thinks. Well, no, I,
2: I, like, that scene to me, like, it was, like, really, like, okay, David is <laughs> definitely just, like, gone at this point. He is just, like, yeah. way off the deep end to me, like, like... Like he is just so far gone from like his original intention of just being you know a robot servant. It's just like okay you know uh, you should really be worried at this point if you weren't yet. Yeah, type thing.
0: Yeah, and it, it's it's and fascinating then the very next to me. Scene, the
2: laboratory scene, yeah, it's okay, full on. Like all right, mad scientist, got it's it. It's
0: fascinating because he's trying to. Conv- it's like this again, this biblical stuff that they. I'm not putting it in the movie. They put it in there. I just I just saw it, and he's trying to. It's like a temptation. He's trying to convince Walter of his viewpoint. And I find it's very interesting because he's saying like, oh, well, why should they get to go out into the stars and save their dying race or whatever? It's like now, like, you know, brother, they never gave you the ability to create and they stole that from you. And he seems, he's very, very viscerally, if he has viscera, he's offended by that. Because Walter says, you disturbed people and that's why they made me without any creative capability or emotions whatsoever because you were too human and he takes real offense to that. Yes, brother. Yes. Yeah, so, Welcome, brother. Yeah. Right, Say so he pats him on the back. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. It's just like if and then like right, you know he's gone mad or something's wrong with his programming at least when he misquotes the uh the Shelley. Mm. But that's that's,
3: Dias. that's his thing though. Is if you look at the other famous Shelley
0: piece um he says it's Byron and
3: Yeah, but if you, Byron, Shelley, whatever, but Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster, like the whole point of that story is that he tracks Dr. Frankenstein down to the beginning of the story, which he's trapped in some ice-damned boat up north because he's so resentful over how, what the circumstances of his life and how he was created, but he's all fucked up. I think there's more to it that David might be mad that, you know, Waylon was a flawed human and stuff, but David was created so well in his image that David also is fucked
0: up, but he wants to be the Nietzsche Ubermensch guy. Right, like, how perfect is he really? And how perfect is he really? Or is he more a reflection of Wayland than he likes to admit? Who's a flawed right. human who David Who's claims a, to hate. Right, and throughout Prometheus you can tell he's so underwhelmed by the his creators because he has lived with them for like 30-some years at that point. And he, he really resents them. He's over it, yeah. to put it... But is that because... But he can't erase that from himself. It,
3: but it, right, is that... It's, well, it's the question of, like, back before Battlestar Galactica became, like, written by the weak trash, when they were actually had some interesting stuff going on, the Cylons were mad for a good reason, I think. And I think David's mad for a good reason, but he doesn't realize that a lot of his own problems are because he's created in, the like, the image of a flawed person, whereas man is supposedly created in the image of God, who's a flawless being of great, you know... Perfection. There's nothing wrong with God. But David's created in the image of a weak dude who basically doesn't want
0: to die. That's just he just wants to be rich and extend his life. Right. And then well, it's interesting you say that because even in Prometheus he uh he's underwhelmed and disappointed in the gods, the engineers, because The head explodes, and he's like, oh, yeah, they're mortal after all. But I think David is, he
3: might be, I think he's still searching for that same image of God that people are, and he doesn't understand that, like, you're an android, so you're fucking second on the rung here, dude. There's no way to get to rung number one. And the engineers
0: gave mankind the capacity to create, to procreate, to further themselves, and that's one thing. they Like, Wayland gave David the ability to be creative, but not to create himself not to procreate. And he seemed really, really upset about that in this movie. And that's why he's using the black goo as kind of a stand-in for some kind of innate procreative process. Which he
3: does in his laboratory. Right, his laboratory full of like
0: cross-sections of engineer pseudo-people that he skinned alive and put in the statue of David pose. Lots of just
3: creepy, yeah. creepy serial killer stuff going on yeah. in his lab. There's no other way to
0: describe it. It it's reminded me of the scene in Alien Resurrection where she goes into the laboratory with all the failed Ripley clones because there's, like, all the the failed alien experiments in David's laboratory, and he calls them, like, his lovelies or whatever. <laughs>
2: Again, red flags, like,
0: yeah. right. like,
3: should be shooting the fuck up right,
0: right. now. Like, Time
3: to warehouse this motherfuckers hard drive and just keeping you know.
2: Like, David, what's that? Can you describe that picture over on the wall there? Oh, yes, one of my lovelies. David, like, do you, yeah. see the, you see
3: the rabbits, David? Yeah,
4: exactly. You see the lovelies, David? <laughs> yeah.
1: So the scene, so I watched a bunch of, like, uh, recap videos after this, just to like, see what other people thought about this movie. So now I'm kind of confused. Did we see Elizabeth Shaw's open corpse in the movie, or was that? That was scene? her. Yeah. Okay.
0: The one where it was like opened up, like yeah. this, And you saw her; her eyes were closed. Yeah, that was her.
1: So she's just been open. She's been flayed open like that for the last ten years, just hanging out.
0: That's what I. That's an interesting question, and that's why I I thought a lot about that when about the wheat thing. Because if he planted that, it's another indication that they lived together on the planet for quite some time and they obviously she put that distress signal out
4: Mm -hmm.
0: after the crash and left it there as a signal for people and so they clearly were living together for some time and that's why i think he has like the very weird attachment to her
1: oh yeah i read some fan theory that's why it was like you know she he thought because i like to go to your statement about you know that david's Goal of becoming Adam, basically, if we're going biblical here. Uh, If? Yeah. (laughs) We already went there. The covenant and Prometheus? Come on. (laughs) So so he wants to become Adam, and Shaw is definitely his Eve. And then at some point that we don't see in this time span, Shaw breaks David's heart in the sense that puts him, says, like, I can't be with you, or I'm mortal, or something happens. And then that's why she's now flayed open on this examination table. He just, like, lost all control and said, okay, well, then you're going to be part of my grand scheme of things. You know? Maybe David's done with her and he's bored.
2: Well, no, I think it bored was... Bored Naomi
1: Rapace? I don't think something so. Something along what Matt's saying, because
2: he does convey that same thing to David. That's like, oh, you like her, don't you? Like, talking about Daniels. Like, oh, you're into her. Like, well, you can't be with her because she's mortal. And, like, that sounds like, you know, kind of a... Yeah, I got burned by this before, man. Don't fucking go down that track.
3: I'm just saying, okay. it might not have been Shaw who's like, hey, I'm mortal, by the way. David might have just sat up one night smoking crack out of a light bulb and been like, wait a minute, she's
0: mortal. Well, fuck her. Well, well, or also, she could have discovered what he was doing.
1: It's twenty one. I think that's they probably the, the most likely situation. That's Is the she, most likely explanation. She walked
3: to me in to yeah, walked into pick him like masturbating to Scat porn or something. Or, and that yeah. was like Or <laughs> she she figured out I just figured he was like a Ken doll down there, but okay, like, whatever. He
0: was he was running his experiments and she somehow found out about it. And so, she couldn't deal with it and said, you know, I'm gonna stop you and he's like, No, I have to kill well, you. Yeah, now. stop Wait. creating monsters, please. Or or he said he ran out of meat. Whatever to do his experiments on, that like he had just gotten to a stopping point and said like, "I need something else to further this." Here's her, and the, the fact that he wants to be a creator overrode his feelings of attachment to her, and he just killed her because obviously he like, harvested her womb or something to use as like the template for the the eggs. Well, because he lacked, yeah, he
3: didn't have any any human parts, I guess that he needed. To- there's lots... Of, it's not explained. I don't really care why. I, she's dead, and he's all, you know... But the way he's made it out. sound
0: from what he said in the laboratory is that there's an insect on the planet that injects its material or whatever, like, you know, a parasitic wasp into other creatures. And so he, like, kind of uses that mixed with whatever he harvests from Shaw to create, like, this kind of proto-xenomorph creature, which mm-hmm. doesn't actually look like the ones that we're familiar with. It doesn't have, like, the biomechanical parts of it. It looks more, like, organic. So it's clearly still in process, but that's how I perceived it.
3: Yeah, and I think that this third movie that may or may not be made is going to explain how that embryo, or the embryos in the end, and, like, the... What, whatever's on there lets Frieza unlock his final yeah. form on this new planet.
0: I know people are just really butthurt about alien, or David being like the creator of the alien, and they think it takes all the mystery out of it, and to some extent it does, but
1: yeah, I, I, I'm i not too upset about it, actually. I'm... Were we supposed to see the neomorphs, or the, 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 the white as like a blend of human and animal and animal and alien. I
3: think it's like different things David spliced together. Like he needed the womb to do the egg part and the wasp inspired the reproductive cycle. Yeah, I think it's just him doing mix and match on. Okay. Various yeah, cycles. I think that was just
2: like a oh well you know this was a trial tried and failed sort of like island of
3: Doctor Moreau type stuff where yeah. he was just doing experiments. Or
0: he may not have created them. Like that may have been um, just a side effect, like he said of the.
4: The black, the black the black goo of. bombing,
0: right? Like the black liquid, he said, killed all of the, um, what, like animal life in the surrounding area, and then it like mutated other things. So they, the neomorphs, could be a result of that because they come out of like a little plant spore, They're yeah. like a poppy seed, yeah. And so I was thinking that he actually used those as the beginning of his experiment. Like it's like a neomorph mixed with like the parasitic wasp thing or whatever, and he's that's what.
1: Can- can we, do you guys notice or can we discuss the fact that when we see the engineers in the in the city, they're not all uniformed and glorious Adonises that we saw in Prometheus. Right,
0: they don't look anything like the guys in Prometheus. Which Clark and I were talking about this a while ago. It makes me think that they're just another. Those people were just another child. They're race another experiment that yeah. the engineers created, and that the engineers are kind of like the gardeners of space, and they just like periodically return places to see how which like the things they've planted. Is have why been when David's Ship shows up, they're like, "Oh, yeah,
3: I like oh, that thing." See. They think that their on, gods is returning. I went on yeah. a
1: different course. I imagine that those are the worker bees in this grand hive and that they created engineers as their perfect. Like how we create androids to be our perfect human. They created engineers to be their perfect version of themselves. And that it then it benefited them, and that's why they're all so happy to see David Ship, because it's like our 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 children have returned to us and then then he bombs them, you
0: know. That's interesting. I didn't really see it that way because it doesn't seem like these guys had much in the way of high technology Yeah, on yeah their they seem very
3: primitive relative. It's, it to seemed the like the high
0: technology well. on their planet was limited to that docking thing that was in the middle of the, the big circle in their yeah. city, and that was only there and because it, it waited for the engineers to
3: That's what I mean, though. Maybe the engineers idea. even, like, left them the blueprints for that or helped build it, like... <laughs>
1: No, I, I just was like, I'm just kind of because like they do that that close-up shot of them all realizing shit, something's going to go down, and I was like, wait a minute, there's a fat one, there's a skinny one, there's a chiseled jawline one. Which you but you could end up being
0: right because there's another deleted scene that's supposed to show in the middle of that big circle mm-hmm. that there's actually a a ring where underneath it is a bunch of ships docked.
1: Yeah. Well, and also because like for one in that close-up shot, you see the quote unquote king. Mm-hmm. So. They have a hierarchy. So that's why I went on my whole, like, they create engineers. Because it seems like Ridley is going, at least in my mind, it just seems like there's this common undertone of your creation kills you. That, like, we create, we, we, you know, we want to create out of goodness, but our greed to get that goodness turns into evil.
0: Well, or, you know, it's like the Prometheus myth uh, itself it you know the gods were so they wanted to wipe out or stop mankind from getting fire because they didn't want their creations rising up and killing them yeah that's why they wanted to that's why they tortured prometheus cuz oh. he gave them fire and they're like oh if they have fire they could one day rise up and kill us which shed some light on why the engineers wanted to get rid of the human race and prometheus apparently mm-hmm. but they fucked it up but that makes a lot of sense though if the engineers
3: are just some weird group of people that likes to tend garden plots across
0: the universe
4: yeah
3: i mean maybe their ships buried under the ring or it's just their supply shed for that garden like it just seemed to me that they were so far beyond anything that was depicted by any of the races that they are obviously just some deus ex machina force that is just meddling with these things just to see what happens right. Right. like yeah, those whatever. those
0: pale skin guys on this planet they probably didn't even know those ships were underground they didn't, had no access to them if they did
3: yeah, I think that the engineers like left them there, and they came to see them as gods or something. And just like the gardener thing, humans now have become weeds. We don't like this kind of plant. We better get rid of it. Right.
0: Yeah. And that's you know a really interesting thing that I thought in about in this movie that they ended they began and ended the movie with it was um, that Wagner Twi- or not Twilight of the Gods, uh, entry of the gods into Valhalla. Mm-hmm. The, orchestral piece there from, uh, I think it's like, it's the first opera in the ring cycle, uh, that's Das Rheingold.
1: That's part two.
0: Well, you can look it up, yeah. but I mean, that's that's what I, um, it's either the first or second or whatever, but the Symbolic. whole, right, the whole story there is that the gods are entering their new home, but that it also foreshadows their end because they, they lied and tricked their way into their new home by cheating the giants who built the, the castle, Valhalla. And that Loki, who helps him, says that he wishes he could burn the place down, which it kind of foreshadows in the beginning of the movie by David playing that, you know, humans are already on the way out, in his opinion, because Wayland has created somebody who's immortal, who's superior to him in every way, and David knows that after the first five seconds he's been alive. Yeah. So humans are already on the way out. And then I wonder at the end of the movie, does that also signal that David somehow knows that he is on the way out because he starts playing that music again and it's foreshadowed. He's entering his own Valhalla, the hall of um, racks of people, racks of colonists. I
3: think Waylon planned the whole thing and he's, I mean, because when he starts, you're right, David's like, oh, wait a minute, why am I doing this for you? Because you're frail and going to die and you're human and limited. Right, and then he's like, pour my tea. And Wayland's just like, yeah, pour my tea, bitch. And David's like, all right, yes,
0: sir. Right, because he has to, because he has to obey Wayland at that that time.
3: Just like there's some kind of, I think David's probably got some buried program that Wayland is like, plan A, immortality for me directly. Plan B, immortality for me through my son. Here's what you need to do for me, David. Go out and harvest, like, you know, there's a plan beyond just go out and colonize because the Whalen Corporation, as we know from the future in the franchise and the past for us, Wayland Utani loves to make money, and they don't really care if people end up getting hurt in the process because their philosophy
0: is, cool, interesting, bioweapons will love this, great. Well, another, th- like another theme that throughout these two movies that keeps coming up is um, how people are punished for their hubris for seeking answers from a higher power. I always... Like in Prometheus, that's really, really clear. But in this one too, they're trying to find answers about why this planet is here and it's so perfect and why this message was sent. And then they want answers from David and they get punished for that. And so my question is, do you think it's David sees that too in the sense that he's seeking some kind of answer at the end and he has a realization or he knows somewhere deep in his head that he's not going to last much longer either, that this is his, the next generation is coming and it's the perfect organism, as he calls it. So he's not perfect, he's created the perfect thing, and he knows that it's eventually going to surpass him and supplant him too.
1: I mean, I just, to go back to the Das Reingold, I, I took it more literal in the sense that he plays it for Wayland, who's later killed by his own... Greed you know, being beaten to the death by the engineer in that deleted scene, um, but he dies, and then we see that when we see it played again it's Dave. it's David walking into the cryo area where all the colonists and the embryos are, yeah, and they're entering, and that whole thing is they're entering Valhalla, Valhalla' the hall of the slain, I took it as all these people are going to die next, these are the next people to die are the. But are those
0: fire. people the ones who are slain, or is the Hall of the Slain referring to the gods themselves? I think it's See, referring that's... to the gods yeah. themselves.
1: Oh well, because I, the, the I, ultimate—I I took it more literal because it's it just like you know, enter the hall of the slain, so the, the slain are it's, in it's the It just hall. seems <laughs> like
0: it's a—it's a thing that they play, um, and it's supposed to—it's it's the duality of their triumph at one in one sense because they've got this home and they did not have to pay anything for it, really. But Ragnarok's coming, right? But it, you know, the reckoning yeah. is coming,
3: right? And it's just like Christianity—the—the—the the, um, the rapture and stuff like everyone—all religions have their end time story, and I think that David realizes that. I think David's arc is like he's—he wants to help Waylon and Prometheus because he's programmed to do it. He's a bitch, and then in this one, he thinks he's woken up from that, but then he has the ultimate realization that he's just one more step in this evolutionary chain. And now that he's done making the sort of alien, like there's nothing—it's beyond his capacity to influence events more. So he just like, like Valhalla, like he's there. He's in there now, but he knows that like the, the clock is now ticking.
0: Right, all he can yeah. do is watch. shepherd the thing to its perfection, and then it's over. Yeah, all he can do is watch, and he can't do anything about it. But in Prometheus, that was a very interesting thing about him is that I never really understood um, his motivations as a character because you never really knew if... He's clearly very curious because he steals or he invades other people's dreams and watches them in the, in the beginning in that scene Matt was talking about that he likes so much but that's, um, I do like but, that scene but you know is he doing that because he's innately curious and that he's been imbued with the whole same kind of um, trailblazing mentality that Wayland has or is he taking orders directly from Wayland in that movie and it seems like it's a little bit of both in Prometheus so that's I always found his character much more interesting in that movie than this because in this one it's very clear what he's after.
1: Could I, could I just speak about that scene one more time? So we see him watching Lawrence of Arabia. And Lawrence of Arabia, synopsis-wise, Lawrence is sent by the British to the Middle East to help them with their skirmishes so that they can help the British with the Ottomans in World War I. And Lawrence took this as a great sense that he can now make a good thing out of the Middle East. He's going to go and fix the Middle East. So we have Michael Fassbender... You know, played play by Peter O'Toole, who's perfection. You know, this uh, blonde haired blue eyed Adonis guy playing this guy who's going to go to this Middle Eastern place and change everything. We have Michael Fassbender and Adonis, who is now going out and it's going to change everything. And I don't know. That's why I like that scene so much, is because I feel like there's a there's there's little subtle things throughout that scene, all those scenes that explain David's character far more than what we get in the explanation of David's character in this one.
0: But they push, and you know, and that's a more. That's why I think Prometheus is a more interesting movie. Yeah, because of all that. There's so many questions in it, and so much going on. I think, but in this one, it's clear. Like they're just saying, David is Satan. Yeah, you know, I, uh, he's trying to create his his own perfect uh, version of something, and he's ruling in hell right now. And these people are, these people are doomed because they've made a choice to come to him.
1: I uh, yeah. I, well. I still love Prometheus, and actually, listening to you guys go back and forth on this whole Ragnarok thing, this the, you guys should really do a commentary for this track because for this movie, because I feel like I want to. Because my last note on here is I don't ever want to watch this movie again, and now after talking to you guys, I kind of want to watch it again because I clearly missed some subtle things that like, like it's not a horrible movie. No, it's just, it's no, a, it's, it's just a, a weird
0: like. It's a movie that feels like it should have just been Prometheus 2 and I think that's what they wanted to do but then somebody forced them, you know, See the horror thing. To, to like shove the alien back horror, into
1: the franchise. Horror, the genre of horror and the genre of action do not go together. But I think together. that you don't get, you get yeah, they forced,
0: do. Do not get forced by <laughs> someone aliens. to do that?
3: <laughs> Aliens is the perfect action right. movie,
0: but but that's what I think that all the people who hated Prometheus, the fans and all those people, they complained a lot, loudly about it not being yeah. alien enough. So like they, the studio got the message, and Ridley Scott got the message. So okay, we're going to put the alien. You're back You're forced
3: in. by reality though, right. because this, I mean, whether or not he has final cut, the studio still has to greenlight it in the beginning, and if they say. Hey, we're going to have some aliens in this, right? And Ridley Scott's like, I guess we're going to have some aliens in it, that's what the Which people want. It's always
0: weird to me because Prometheus actually did pretty well at the box office. So. But it was the first alien thing well, in a long time, yeah. so it had as that. As far as like
2: fans it. were concerned, they were like it, they did say, where are the aliens? I mean, yeah, to did decent at the box office because they didn't have an alien movie in a long time, the same way they didn't have So they have wanted a, to see
3: right. the aliens. They were like, where are the
0: they aliens? didn't have shows? a Star Wars movie in
2: a long so, time, and they're like, where the fuck is Pro, all the fucking
3: that
0: makes, stuff we loved about Star Pro, Wars? That makes Prometheus instantly a much more daring movie, in my opinion, because he basically said, you want an alien prequel? Well, fuck you. I'm going to give you something completely different, you're, and you're going to be perplexed by it. You might hate it, but it's going to be very, very different. And in this one, it seems like they just cave, which means like half the movie seems like Prometheus 2, and then especially the third, last third of the movie seems like Alien. I mean, if, if I could distill my, because
3: my, we're running like an hour and 40 here, but just to distill my thought on the end of this movie, what kind of struck me about Covenant is that it's kind of the status quo ante, like I have to see the next movie to understand what I just watched because the whole end is like one long process for David to replace Walter and take over the ship full of people with an alien egg. Yes. So now I I have to see how that concludes for me to assign any value to this story. Which is annoying. Whereas in Prometheus, if it just ended there, I'd be like, "Well, that was confusing, but at least I understood like what the plot of like they're going to the alien planet for the first time." That's like the basic plot. In this one, it almost feels like a cliffhanger. Like you have to now see what the significant shot of the embryo in the freezer drawer leads to, because otherwise, this movie is just David wanted to replace the other android. At the end. I just, I you have no, to know what it means. No,
1: I, I, I think you're, you're right because. After this discussion and thinking back on the movie, I would say to to some of my ideas is that Prometheus is the better of the two. But I would still see a third one because I want to see how this all unfolds. And they do a good enough job of setting that up that you kind of like, okay, I want to see more of David now but I have to see the third one because this whole
3: movie seems like it's just written for the purpose of the third one. So,
1: you got Well, I mean, this
2: kind of feels like The Matrix a little bit. Like, if you just had the first Matrix, it would be great. (laughs) But you had the second one, which was like... Well, now there has to be a third Overly
3: one. Co- okay, thank you, Justin. That's perfect. <laughs> that's that's a perfect no, that, distillation that of what's is, happening. That is
2: a, <laughs> I mean, this movie was definitely better than the second Matrix. Like oh, sure. Can we agree on that at
3: least? Yeah, like, yeah but you have to... I'm, I, I understand mean, what you're saying. The second Matrix that by, soundtrack. By making but... the second one, you set yourself up for plot and events that you can't resolve in that, so you have to make a third one. Yes. Yeah. What do you think, Grant? About this movie, generally? Just Yeah, just summation.
0: What, what are your thoughts? I... F- I think it's a decent movie. I would give it like a B plus, B, B plus. But I don't think it's as good as Prometheus. I don't think it had nearly as much to say. So
2: you're saying you give Prometheus an A minus? Mm,
0: I'm I'd probably give it the same grade, but I just think it's like my personal preference. It'd be a better it's a better okay.
3: movie.
4: It's like an eighty nine versus yeah. an eighty seven. I think eighty eight. I think right,
3: Prometheus
0: right. has much more going on in it and if you watch it successive viewings you get more out of it and I feel like in 20 years Prometheus will actually be recognized as a much better sci-fi movie than people think it is now Covenant I don't think that'll happen just because I don't think it's really it's two competing narratives like if it had just been Prometheus 2 it might rise to that level but to me it's just they tried so hard to like fuse the two things together and the last third of the movie is just basically like the end of the original Alien you know, but they worse. suck a thing out the airlock, and that's it. And they corral it into the you know, yeah. it's closing all the airlocks, and they just suck it out
4: into but that's, space. See,
3: which you have to do though in the Alien franchise, and some of that crept into the end.
2: Yeah, see, that's kind of why I like this movie. Is like the first, you know, three quarters of it was Prometheus two or whatever, and that part, those parts were pretty enjoyable. But then when it got to, like, the cheesy horror at the end where they're taking a shower and then they get, like, stabbed by the alien. Yes. Like, I just, like, it went from, like, okay, thought-provoking movie to just, like, slocky horror. Just, like, oh, my God, this is. Like, the cliche Like Yes, you're right that it, like, did just, like. A huge right turn, or left turn, I forget what the phrase is, but, you know, like, that sort of thing. It's just like, okay, wow, um, this, this tone changed a lot just now.
0: Yeah, and it, did, it just didn't work for me in that respect because, you're right, the the cliches came very quickly after that where it's like, I'm going to go have take a shower and get laid and I'm going to die and, you know, I'm going to have a smoke and, like, all those typical horror things. It's like, I think they could have done better than that.
1: Well, can I, uh, real quick, I know we're, we're wrapping this up, but just you brought up the water scene. I think that's a subtle, like, even though it's a... Slotsky horror trope that, that's awful. I kind of got a little jo- little little laugh out of that. I got lots of laughs well, out of that. Well, I it. mean, yeah. I got a lot. Yeah, that I'm talking about the scene. I'm talking about the scene, like the idea of the scene. The idea of the okay. scene of this water on a spaceship, you know? Something. The, oh, that was the, I was that thinking about the water, same
2: thing. You're like... <laughs> water should be a precious resource on a ship and they're just like, oh, I'm taking like a 40-minute shower with yeah, two
1: people. Yeah. Like. Which, if you remember in the first one, it's like this whole ship is like dripping with water. Like, what is going on? Why don't you have a plumber on board, you know? <laughs> and so I feel like it's Ridley Scott's like, okay, guys, we're almost done. We're almost going to wrap this up. You know what we, what we need? We need some water scenes.
3: So <laughs> oh, What we need, though, is what we're going to do next time. Oh, right, yeah. Candidate ideas.
2: Stargate,
3: the movie. Stargate, the movie.
2: All right. I'll come in from the uh, point of view of I have seen no Stargate, and the only experience I have with Stargate is through a Gary's Mod mod. Yeah. I, so I would, would
1: say, totally say totally that's lost. the best way to do it, because being that this is my 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 submission, is uh, the Stargate movie itself is heads and tails above whatever they did in the show. The shows are their own thing. So, you're gonna get raped next week, Matt. I know. Okay. Th- I'm ready. <laughs> so
3: let's
0: let's pre let's preview this. <laughs> Are what you say, is what you're saying is that
1: the, the movie is better than the The movie is better than the series. The movie is better than Atlantis and the one on space. It is not as good as SG One sg one is still all right. Well, the that's, better of the series.
0: So I guess we're gonna fight a smaller war next week, but it's <laughs> yeah. still good. So, fighting worse. So we went. So, so we went from the Seven
1: Years War down to like the Chimpanzee War of '73, right? Like we. The Emmy War. Yeah,
3: you're, you're gonna get mildly penetrated next week.
1: Well, next I'm nice gonna statement. look. I got notes on notes of Stargate, so I'm ready for this, and it gives me a binders reason to watch the games. Yeah, I have binders full of Stargates. Binders full of women. <sighs> binders full of Stargates. Okay. Just all right, so. Cool. Uh, I'm
3: looking forward to it. it. Justin, you'll enjoy that.